0: And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, coming to you with another fantastic interview. In fact, this is a super duper special interview. This is episode number 300 of my podcast, which means I've been doing this for six years. Holy smokes. So I have got a a really, uh, probably the best guest I could have for episode 300. Um, The first person I ever started working with in my business way, way back when. And um, still a great uh, supporter and team member today, Adam Homie. How you doing, Adam?
2: Jim, pleasure to be here. Awesome
1: times. I know, right? And I'm looking and I said, um... I actually did uh, three interviews uh, this week, and I said, "Oh, we got 300 coming up. I gotta, I gotta make sure I do somebody special." And I, so I reached out to you, and appreciate your um, making time for this. Um, what do we call this? Ostentious? Well, that's not the right word for this momentous occasion. We'll just leave it at that. That works. Um, that works. So anyway, um, if for for the for the few people who follow me and don't know who you are, could you uh, briefly share a little bit about what you're doing?
2: All right, basically, I am the founder of the Business Creators Institute, which is a consulting firm that helps entrepreneurs and small business owners win at the game of business and marketing so you thrive from the intersection of your brilliance and passion. Some of the things we do specifically is we do uh, general business consulting for a select few clients. We manage marketing campaigns. We also have a, a podcast matchmaking division. We have some other exciting things coming out as well. One of the things that's been very exciting about 2018 is on February 2nd, which is Groundhog Day, we launched our international Amazon bestseller, Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. And just for our audience's information, we came up with the title, Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy, because a little over a year ago, I was planning a book, and I made a comment during a coaching session with you, Jim. I remember. And I said... You know, for some of these entrepreneurs, it just seems like that movie Groundhog Day over and over again. It's like, aha! <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, it was like a light bulb went off. Yes. And I think right after that, I said I blurted it out, Groundhog Day is is a holiday or not a, a holiday, not a marketing strategy. <laughs> Whatever, whatever I said.
2: Something along those lines. It took a couple of different changes before we got to the final version. What it meant for me is that we had to launch a thing on February 2nd because that's Groundhog Day.
1: And Which, man, there's nothing like having a firm deadline to get something done, huh?
2: Yeah, you know, and this uh, also made me think of you because, as you also may recall, I got a little bit stalled in the development of the manuscript. And then right around the second or third week of January, 2018, I was looking at this and I'm thinking, am I going to have to go another year without a book? Or am I going to have to rename this project? Cause I really love the project. So I thought about Jim Palmer out on the boat and three words popped into my mind. Just say yes. <laughs> so I cleared a few days on my schedule. I got together my manuscript and I was off to the races.
1: I know now would you, it's, Interesting. Would you share a little bit because, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, being an author at least once, if not 12 times, but would you share a little bit because you, I mean, you really got your book done in a very compressed way and you made it happen.
2: Well, it wasn't exactly over an extremely short period of time. Back in 2016 and 2017, I had done an exercise where I created a blog and just blogged about whatever was on my mind or whatever was grinding my gears. It had no avatar, no conversion strategy, and no specific goal. What I was looking to suss out is what was I really passionate about? Because as you may recall from me being your client and you being my coach for 12 years, I was going through a little bit of a period where I was trying to figure out what I really wanted to be when I grew up. And it was largely as well well, that project in addition to some content from two other blogs I used to have on the air that I developed about 95% of the content for the book itself. So when I just said, I decided to just say yes, let's put them both together. (laughs) I decided to just say yes, I had all that going for me and two days worth of the work was simply smoothing those various articles into a unified manuscript. Then there was another day of doing all my Microsoft Word formatting to have it use the title styles and the body styles to make the document consistent. Some folks may be listening to this and saying, gee, isn't that something you pay a virtual assistant for to do your Microsoft Word formatting? Well, my process is a little bit different. And the reason I took that on is because it caused me or rather got me to continue to look at my content and just keep looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. And that's how I found the transitions. That's how I found the changes. That's how I found the inspiration to create the overriding story that made it into a free flowing, naturally cohesive tale.
1: You know, it's, you know, what's interesting is that, um, you know, I I coach and I talk to people about doing different things and not doing certain things. And yet, um, I mean, I, I pretty much do Facebook live videos and I'm doing a lot of live training on the on the Build Your Dream Business Now Facebook group and different things like that. But for, again, for about over five years, almost six years, I was doing weekly videos, you know, produced videos. And <clears throat> where, you know, in some cases you would say, you should farm that out, not the recording because it's me, but, you know, when they were edited and things like that. And that's one thing I never really let go of, which sometimes a little bit of conflict, I guess, in my head, because, you know, I like to walk the walk. But I said, you know what? I know what I'm trying to say there. I know where the transition should be. I know what the thought bubble should be and stuff like that. So that's just one area where it made sense, because, I mean, there's a couple things you never let go of in your business. You never let go of the checkbook. You never let go of your legal affairs, which are hopefully minimal. And you never let go of your marketing. You can't have somebody else do your marketing for you. Um, so that's pretty interesting that you, you found that same thing to be true when you were doing your book.
2: Right. Yeah, that's very true. And it was fun.
1: So, Adam, when, when we first met, I'm trying to think if that was around, like, 2005, maybe?
2: It was more like 2006. I actually cannot remember the exact date, but it was something like 2006.
1: Yep. And at the time, <clears throat> I still had my first business dynamic communication which the website was horrible i i I bought an old copy of what was it oh front page <laughs> and did it myself and oh it was horrible and, and and back back in the day when you were doing websites you built me a new website and and you've been with me ever since and i thought wow when i think about um so coming up this fall it will be uh i guess 17 years in business and i think of all the different things that I've done that you've been a part of, which obviously no hassle newsletters, concierge print mail and demand, no hassle social media, custom article generator, the coaching business. I mean, all these different things. You've, you've been there for all of it.
2: Right. And it's been a very exciting ride.
1: I, I agree. You know, what would be fun is, um, <clears throat> so this podcast, this is episode 300, which means we've been on the air pretty much about, um, about six years. Do you remember the conversation we had when we first got it started?
2: We had a lot of conversations when we first got started. We, we uh, you sure We'll be, be a little bit more specific. I mean, back in the day, when I was the only person in your organization, I was pretty much other than your wife and kids. I think the only person you spoke with.
1: <laughs> That's true. If I had a question, I had to ring up Adam because yeah. that was that was pre um, pre Skype and and all these other conveniences now. But oh, um, yeah. Anyway, I knew I needed to have a podcast. I dragged my feet, I'm going to say at least six months. It was probably more like a year. And, um, but I made a commitment. I'm pretty sure it was in the March or April timeframe. And I said, we're going to launch it. And you were building out the website for it. And uh, you said, said, Jim, I need a name. And I said, doggone, what am I going to call it? Because back then everything was still the newsletter guru, no hassle newsletters, but I didn't want it to be that niched. And it just so happened that was about 30 days after my second book came out, Stick Like Glue. And I, and I'm literally, I spun my chair around and I'm looking at my book on my credenza and I said, how about Stick Like Glue Radio? (laughs) And you said, that works. That's how that came about. No big, uh, no big marketing fanfare. I just looked at my book cover and called it Stick Like Glue Radio, which I thought was still a great name until we did the whole rebranding of the dream business. Right.
2: that's very true, and one of the gifts you have is the ability to quickly get to the heart of matters and come up with titles and brands. And I've seen you do that with so many folks inside the Dream Business Mastermind as well.
1: And do, at Dream Business Academy, I think, I think the last one I did in Rhode Island, I did twenty-one. What I call profit seats. Um, <clears throat> I don't know; it just comes natural to me. I I hear these words, and I said, "Man, that's it. That's it right there." So, um, so tell me a little bit more about. Um, about what you're doing, the type of client you're working with, um, the whole, you know, business creators Institute, like what's next for you?
2: One of the things I'm very excited about is the fact that I have a business model where I don't have to go and chase clients every single day, so to speak. And I don't have to have a large client base to sustain the core business. I've been very fortunate to create a business like that. You may recall when you and I first started working together that, Uh, when you came on board, I think you were like, uh, in terms of volume, client number 33 of 47 or something like that. Because originally, you were kind of a low volume client. Uh, You came on board mostly because you needed help getting these two websites on the air. And I've been very happy to see how Your business has grown so exponentially and all the many, many lines of services you've created over the years, including no hassle newsletters. I remember back when dynamic communication, no hassle newsletters were two separate things. And then the dream business lines, including the academy, the coaching and mastermind program, all the products you've developed, the custom article generator. I could go on and on and on and on and on. Uh, Now, what has been very fortunate is I've been able to whittle that down to a very small number of clients that I get directly personally involved with on a daily basis. Very exciting stuff. So I always have room for one or two additional coaching clients, which is great. Uh, What we're doing here in 2018 is we're looking to develop some solutions for business creators that specifically help them win at the game of business and marketing and thrive from the intersection of their brilliance and passion in specific ways, One of the things we're working on right now is the launch of our podcast matchmaking service, the official catchy title I'm sure you'll give me on our next coaching call. But uh, we just uh, are in the process of getting ready to take that to market. And I have a couple other things I'm considering doing. I'm just not 100% sure if we're going to go forward with these things because, you know, my thoughts on – multitasking. It goes back to that statement by the legendary Charles Emerson Winchester the <laughs> third. I do one thing at a time. I do it very well. And then I move on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I must admit, I was not a Charles Emerson Winchester fan, and therefore, I'm not a fan of that. I, I try and do two or three things very well. Of course, you know, people have their own opinions about multitasking and things like that. But it <clears throat> seems like if, if I'm not going 100 miles an hour, I'm sleeping. It's like I, have, I, have, I seem to have no middle ground.
2: That's very, that's very interesting. And I noticed that I work in spurts myself. I believe the idea of nine to five Monday through Friday is a construct of the industrial revolution. We're certainly past the industrial revolution and the work that you and I do. And a lot of our mutual acquaintances do. So my thing is, is I, the, the easiest way I can say is I work when I feel like it. It's just a matter of when do you need it by what, you know, what are the impacts of things being delivered or being created at a certain time? Because I understand the difference between a deadline and an impact. And I believe that your listeners should take this into account as well, because if you're creating all these artificial deadlines and doing stuff that never goes anywhere, you're really just spinning your wheels and you're going to lead yourself to a world of frustration because your brilliance and passion is never going to be seen by the marketplace. So when you're doing something, ask yourself, number one, uh, you know, the deadline makes sense, but What are the impacts if I don't hit that deadline? Will somebody else's work be affected? Will something be delayed? Will somebody or something lose an opportunity? Will an opportunity be put off? And if those factors are not there, get them there. Because that will drive you to do your best work. And it'll also set the standard that when you create stuff, when you do things, your expectation is it sees the world and the world gets its opportunity to invest in it.
1: It's very interesting. And, and every time I've, I've written a book, I've, I, I've announced it publicly, and I've announced it at the beginning of the process and when it was going to be published. <clears throat> and I did that for a reason, because accountability, and I think the strongest accountability you can have is with, with your public friends, followers, fans, whatever clients who are looking forward to it. And if I say it's going to be done by March 1st, well, I don't want to look like a fool and not have it done. And and it's interesting. I think um, I, I figured out many moons ago when I was um, managing some retail businesses that whatever work you have that day will fill up the allotted time. So if if you have three things to do you're going to get three things done in eight or nine hours. And if you have 12 things to do, somehow you find the horsepower to do it. And so that's why I, that's probably where I get the, you know, going a hundred miles an hour um, <clears throat> because, you know, I, I like to get stuff done. I don't like things. And, you know, it's one of my pet peeves is um, when I'm talking with somebody and I'm saying, you know, I I taught this thing, which you were very instrumental in helping me pull together, was the uh, the recent thirty day fast start dream business coaching program, <clears throat> and one of the things in there um, was how to own your own media and how it's very important not to rely on other people's media, such as like a Facebook or. If you're into uh, being a podcast guest, which I am, by the way, I'm not saying it's not, but it's so it's so much more powerful if you have your own podcast con- compared to just being a guest on some because you control that, right? You control your blog. You control your books. Owning right. media is, is really important. And, and now I've given such a big setup, I cannot remember what point I was going to – I was going to make with that old thing. And by the way, if it sounds like we're rambling, we are. I told Adam, I said Adam, we've known each other for um like 14 years now. I said I want to get on I I'm I'm just not going to have a script. I don't want questions. I I want to I want to jawbone with you for half an hour and see how interesting it is and that will be episode 300. So if it sounds like we're just bantering about, we are. Hope you find it interesting. If not, yeah. 301 will come out next week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one one of the things that I set the standard for in terms of hosting the Business Creators Radio Show and Jim, you've been a guest on my show so many times, they've all been great interviews, is I require that the guests submit their suggested interview questions. The reason I do that is twofold. Number one is it allows the it allows the guest to show me where you need me to shed the spotlight on your brilliance and passion because I can guess all day long but I want this to be a valuable exercise for you as the guest. So tell me where your intersection of brilliance and passion is so we can shine the spotlight on it. The second reason is, by nature, most interviews tend to be sort of a give and take. So you got to tell me what to give so I know what to take and vice versa if you want to look at it that way. When you came to me with this idea for episode 300 of Dream Business Radio, you framed it on the outset. There was just going to be a couple of buddies hanging out. So I'm thinking of this just like when we have our weekly Skype chats in terms of our client resource relationship. I'm just thinking of it as one of those things where we sometimes do postmortem. Sometimes we think of the future. Sometimes uh, uh, we have the debate about dogs and cats and why cats roll.
1: By the way, yes, got to get the cats in there. One of the things that Adam just mentioned, don't let it go whizzing right by, is we have a scheduled call every week. I, you know, So many people have teams and they reach out to people as they need them One on one and and just whenever but we have a scheduled time every week that we connect for half an hour and we talk about stuff either stuff going on and anything that's imminent anything we're working on what opportunities you see any problems we need to solve and and when you do that man i mean it, i can't tell you how much smoother your business would run if you would dedicate a little bit of time to that type of dedicated communication
2: i agree with that also because It makes you more focused with what you do on a day to day basis because being a creative person, being an innovative person, you're going to come up with ideas all the time and then you'll shoot 50 emails or want to do 50 phone calls and everything else. And all that really does ultimately is create distraction and puts barriers between yourself and progress a lot of this stuff is really non-urgent and a lot of it is really forward thinking type of things. So you gather it up and you bring it to a call once a week and you can get so much more done in such a short period of time. And I found that when you do have that regular contact with your clients, and we do this with all of our major clients is we have them commit to a weekly call is it sort of keeps things moving because some folks are driven by passion. Some folks are driven by deadlines And I, myself, I will be very candid and the type of person who does not like to come to the meeting empty handed. So uh, if it's a matter of, well, I'll try and fit this in and I'll try and get myself excited over it versus I'm meeting with Jim Tuesday at 10 and if I don't have progress for him, it's going to be my ass in a frying frying pan. Then (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I had to be a little bit blunt there so people really get the gist of what I'm saying here is... That's what's going to motivate me. So I will show up. I mean, just this morning, you know, we're working on a promotion here and there was a piece that you're considering including in something that you're going to be doing shortly. I, I know I'm being so specific there, but my (laughs) thought, and you know, last night I didn't really want to do it. I was kind of tired. I'd already put in a very long day, but my thought is, you know, I have uh, two things this afternoon. You're going to take me out of the office. I don't want to be rushing between things. And I don't, I didn't want to hear from you. Well, where is this thing you said you were going to send me? So the deadline is what drives me. And by setting up the weekly meeting in and itself can create deadlines that will keep you moving forward.
1: You know, when, um, there's, there's something else that you're really, really good at and, and have helped me, I mean, at least half a dozen times. Um, and I know it's something that you don't necessarily are looking for more clients in this area, but we'll, by way of teaching a lesson here. Um, and that's surveys. Um, you've helped me when we started No Hassle Newsletters a couple of years into it. We what are you looking for? What do you like? What do you don't like? And it just helped me shape that program two or three other times. But recently, you know, we started this um Build Your Dream Business Now Facebook group in, in um in Facebook, therefore called Facebook group. And we started it in Thanksgiving of 2017. And yep. I had no, I had no idea how many people would come 50. Oh, we're up to a hundred. Hey, I think we might hit 200 before the year. Well, we're at about 500 as you and I are doing this. Although tomorrow's my no call Friday. I'm about to go um, look for 50 or 60 people who have not participated and or engaged and we'll be back down to 440 (laughs) or or 50 or so. And and if anybody's wondering what I'm talking about there, um, the engagement level that you get when you're on Facebook, either on your your profile page or if you're running a group, if you don't have engagement, even though it's a group, you own the group, people say they want to belong to it, you post something, it's not getting shown. And so I went on this little uh, rampage a couple weeks ago and said, if you're just going to be here for six months and all you've done is take, 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 get all the free training, get all the wisdom and advice you want for free and you never participate by liking, commenting, sharing, asking a question, anything like that, I said, I'm going to remove you from the group because I think it's a two-way street here. Anyway, that's the setup there. Um, but when I was when we were going to set up that group, excuse me. After we did set up the group, somewhere around January, we we're at 200, 250 people, and it was really starting to um, percolate. And people were reaching out to me asking about coaching and what about your paid program. And but um, I felt that, uh, after talking with a number of people, Adam, that they weren't quite ready. And I and mentally, I was like, what do I got to do to get them ready? And, and some people basically told me, I just need a leg up or a fast start. I forget the exact terminology, but that's how I ended yep. up calling it the fast start program. But one of the things you said, well, Jim, let's survey the group and let's figure out because I could tell you the two or three, four things that people need because I've been coaching for almost 10 years. But you said, let's get them to figure it out. So where did you, first of all, if, if you have anything to share about um, setting up surveys, what's a good way to do it, et cetera. But then how did you learn all that stuff?
2: Well, some of it I learned from, uh, candidly, reading Ryan Levesque's Ask book, uh, which is is a very good guide if you're doing survey marketing and survey management. Part of this I learned from you, the concepts of seed-based marketing, and part of it I learned from Ross Jeffries with the power of language and suggestion. I'll share just a couple things about the survey process that – my firm does. We actually partially developed as a result of some of the things we've done with you. Now we need to rewind to the year 2013. You had just released a book called Stop Waiting for It to Get Easier. And the upsell or the natural step progression from Stop Waiting for It to Get Easier was an event that you were thinking about doing, which at the time was going to be called the Stop Waiting Academy. And you came up with this brilliant piece of basically would amounted to long form sales copy. And at the end of it, you ask the question, all right, so what date works for you? And what city do you want me to have it in? And I looked at this, I said, you know, this is some of the most brilliant stuff I've ever seen. It's just in the wrong order. (laughs) So what we did, and this is where I got, can I,
1: can I pause you real quick without you losing your place? Yeah. When I wrote my first book, my editor said, this is some really brilliant stuff, but it's all the wrong order.
2: So I've heard that before. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So so, uh, basically what we did is we took most of the stuff in that letter that you wrote and phrased it as a series of questions. And by doing so, we did two things. We tested variables of this event you wanted to do to determine which ones would get the positive response you were looking for so you could move forward with these things. And it also allowed you to plant seeds. Let me give you two examples you had a bullet point list of things you wanted to cover at this event. So instead of just saying we're going to cover these seven things, we asked uh, of the following seven things, which ones do you find most useful? Check all that apply. And that'll allow us to get a rating scale of what topics really got people excited. Another thing uh, you thought about doing, and this ended up becoming part of the Dream Business Academy, is you wanted to do hot seats, which you call profit seats, right in the room. We work on people's businesses in laser focused coaching sessions right in the room. So we created a question that said, yo, I'm thinking about doing these profit seats. Would you like a profit seat if you came to my event? And there were two ways to answer that. Yes. I would like a profit seat. Please sign me up for one. And the other is no, Jim, I would like that coaching in private. <laughs> so Regardless of how you answered that question, you were saying yes to Jim. We were just getting intelligence about what forms of work that they would like to do with you. And what's very interesting about that initial survey is, I'm not going to mention any names, but you know who I'm talking about, is somebody responded to the open-ended question at the end of that survey by saying, Jim, I want to hire you as my coach. Here's my name. Here's my email. Here's my phone number. You and I already know each other, but please call me and let's become... And let's do some coaching. Right. I cannot recall whether you ended up doing coaching with that person, but I do know for a fact that in this day and age that you occasionally have people come to your floating home and do a half day of coaching right on the boat. And this person is one of the folks who has done that.
1: Yes. Yep. So I tell you what, if, if, if you just want to rewind, I'm speaking to the listeners. Now, if you rewind and listen to the last three to four minutes, there's some freaking gold in there (laughs) about what you can do. Adam, I cannot believe it's been a half an hour already. Holy smokes. I knew this. I knew this would be a piece of cake without any preparation at all. Um, what's next for, uh, what's next for Adam homey. You got the business creators Institute. You got the radio show. Um, I know you're really excited about the podcast. Um, matchmaking, is that what you call it, matchmaking service?
2: That's the title um, we're working on right now. We'll come up with something a little bit more innovative. I'm sure I'll be speaking with you on an upcoming coaching call and something will just fly out of your head and that'll be the answer.
1: But assuming it's going to be called something different, but what is the general, um, what's the service that you're going to be providing?
2: Okay, for right now, we're going to be working from the guest end of it. Uh, so what I mean by that is, let's say, Jim, you wanted. let's say you want to be, booked on more podcasts and it also covers things like we see webinars that have a regular guest expert and we're seeing more and more people doing Facebook lives and YouTube lives where they will invite regular guests on to speak with them. So the idea is working to pitch these organizations and get people placed on them. So we work really with the person who wants to be the guest who wants to be the expert. And, uh, we have various levels. One of which includes creating the one sheet, doing media training and all those types of things to get you ready for what we call the new media. And in some cases, uh, there's just a regular monthly type of thing where, Uh, we get you booked on X number of programs per month. It's something we've been doing sort of clandestinely with a few of our top clients for a few months now. So we have some traction on it already. And at this point, we're kind of taking it out to the general public. Uh, I have some other things that I'm considering doing, but as I said, I do one thing at a time. I do it very well and then I move on. And we're also in the process of uh, getting some speaking from stage opportunities uh, that we're gonna be seeing as we go more through 2018. One of which I'm very happy to say is confirmed and booked on my schedule is Dream Business Academy in San Diego, California.
1: Uh, September 26, 27, 28th. It's gonna be our biggest one ever. I actually do not have a date after that. So I'm not saying it's the last one. It could be, but I'm not gonna pull that whole uh, Diana Ross final concert for 10 year thing. But right. um, yeah, that's the last one I have right now. Um, that's sort of in the can. Um, so if you want to come, we're going to, make, we're going to pull out all the stops. It's going to be amazing. Uh, go to dreambusinessacademy.com, dreambusinessacademy.com. Adam, thanks so much, man. This has been a great uh, way to spend episode 300. Really appreciate it.
2: Jim, always a great time. Thank you very much for having me as always.
1: My, oh, by the way, how can people get in touch with you? I should should give you that opportunity.
2: The easiest way is just go to <laughs> www.businesscreatorsinstitute.com Dot com, and that'll give you an overview of what we do. I would uh, also encourage folks, if you want to take a more interactive approach, is visit our podcast website at www.BusinessCreatorsRadioShow.com. Google it, you'll find it. It's sort of like our version in a sense of the Dream Business Radio website. In fact, we got the idea from it from seeing what you were doing with the original version of GetJimPalmer.com.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much, Adam. Thank you. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special episode, number 300 of Dream Business Radio, formerly known as Stick Like Glue Radio. I think that's it, just those two names. And um, I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. And if we're not connected yet, make sure you go over to dreambizgroup.com, dreambizgroup.com. That's the link that'll take you to the Build Your Dream Business Now Facebook group. Um, just some amazing things going on there. Lots of free stuff. It's the best way, the easiest way to connect to me and and ask questions, get feedback Um, until this time next week, another great episode of dream business radio. You take good care.